Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. And what a podcast we've got in store for you. It really is better than all the other. If you've still got them on file, just control or delete all of them. All useless compared to this one. I mean, they're good, but whoa, look, this one's unbelievable. And I'll prove it by starting with Harry Redknapp talking Spurs on the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show with Alan Brazil of Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and Ollie of, well, it doesn't say it's time to win something this year. You can't keep going on and on and on six years, seven years, whatever, without winning something. He needs to win a trophy sooner or later. They've got to, they've got to come up with some silverware this year. They've already knocked out of one competition. I can't see them winning the Premier League. I can't see them winning the Champions League. Or probably the FA Cup or, or maybe the UEFA Cup if they go out the Champions League might be the only options for them. But I think it's time they won something. I, I, don't, I don't see them walking away is it a club where everything is in place? That you know, uh, in, off the field, amazing stadium, incredible training facilities, and I think he's got an excellent group of players there. I mean, at the moment they're just having a bit of a blip. It's up to him now to show how good he is and to get them back on track and start getting them playing again, as, as we all know they can, and picking up the results. That's his job. If he's a great manager, he's going to have to do that now. H, have you, have you ever experienced anything where you've got like five or six? players who are letting their contract run out and you you more or less don't know whether you're picking them or whether you do pick them and and because you can't be that united then can you you know it's a it's a difficult one isn't it when you've got players running out of contract and you you just wonder you know the they're obviously looking to go they're looking for one big payday at the end of the year when you become a free you obviously if, if ericsson goes on a free if his value is whatever, 50 million, someone gives him 25 million, they've still got a cheap player. He's sitting there and in he holds all the aces now. Yeah, you him, know? And his so, agent, him and his agent will get that money, not the club. Yeah, they'll say, yeah. I mean, he'll say, look, we're a free agent. You would pay 50 million for us. You can have me give us 25 million plus me wages, whatever he's looking for. H, that's got to be an impossible new situation for, for these managers to handle these days. Did you yeah, ever have it's, anything it's, like that? It's, it's Yeah, it's getting... It's getting tough. I mean, no, not really. I mean, but we had Luca Modric, but Luca had a contract, and, and Luca just—he—he he, he was incredible. I mean, Chelsea were coming in and wanting to sign him, and you know, I think Daniel said to him, "Give us one more good, one more year." At the end of the year, 
if, yeah. if uh, you know, if a big club comes, another club comes in, and we get the money, I won't stop you going. He did that, and he gave, and he played incredible for the season. You know, so I don't know. At the moment, it seems to be too many of them. It's not one. It's you know, it's yeah. a little group of them. They're uh, running yeah. contracts out, so it's going to be difficult <laughs> this year. And of course, it was a big night in uh, one of the biggest competitions in world football, the World European Europa Club versus Country Boat Race World Cup Europa League. <clears throat> Nonsense. Uh, Paul Parker was on TalkSport 2, talking us through the action and giving us his view on United. And then, of course, you lot phoned into the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, which, of course, he presented. But yeah, OK, you worked it out. And the full-time whistle goes here in The Hague. And Manchester United remain unbeaten in the Europa League and will go joint top of the group with this point that they've earned with a nil-nil draw against Altmark. But they were living on their nerves for long portions of this game. David De Gea, the busier goalkeeper. They haven't played together, all those players, at the same time. I have to, have to say as well, young Brandon Williams done absolutely fantastic. The way he defended well, was always wanted the ball was willing to go forward as well, even at the end of the game, well, maybe, given that the socks was around his ankles, I think he was feeling it, maybe he should have stood in, but he still wanted to go forward. So they've done really well. Dello done well at right back. He hasn't played a lot of football either. So you're talking about a lot of players that who hadn't been playing regular football, throwing in together, as you said, they've done well. This is going to be really harsh for me to say this. Why are you smiling when you say that? No, I'm not saying I'm You're not smiling. smiling. Look no, at the, me. The camera's on. The camera's on. Look at me. Look at me. I'm smiling now. You're smiling. Smile. Horrible, man. No, I'm smiling now. I think Manchester United are staring into an abyss. I think Manchester United are staring but Jay, in to an abyss. Nothing's going to change till the next window. Mate, what, what are you hoping for? No, no. But there's an abyss. Yeah, there, it's there, the current squad. This is possibly the worst Manchester United squad in Premier League history. Plus, I'm trying to add maybe another 10 years on top of that. So we're talking 35 years. Hello, Tom. How are you doing? You all right? Well, good, Tom. Off you go. Uh, I'm disappointed. We need to get rid of Solskjaer. I'm, I'm fed up. I'm completely fed up. All this sentiment about keep him, it's not him, it's the players. It's 100% him. It's 100% him. Look at what he did at Cardiff. That was his only stint as a manager for a British club. Look what he did. He took him down. And we've got him as the Man United manager. You're telling me the squad United have got, they should be what? Where? Top six? Top four? Top two? Well, what did Mourinho do? Second? Europa League? League Cup. Yeah, that was a couple same, of years ago. The same team. Mm, give or take. The same team. But it's not because we haven't got Lukaku. We haven't got Sanchez. But we 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 sold them. But it was the same team. It's the same players. It's the same players that are playing now that were playing two years ago. We still had Rashford. We had Lingard playing properly. What what's happened to Lingard? He don't want to play for us anymore. We need to get rid of him. Tom. We keep saying it's not Solskjaer. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's not him. It's the players. We need Roy Keane in there. We need Tom. Roy what? Keane in there. Whoa, whoa, the whoa. Tom. Pin whoa. him against the wall, and we need we need whoa. somebody with character that's got the balls to be on TV and say you're not good enough. You either play for me or you leave. Tom, this. Uh... I mean, welcome to the real world of, of being a football fan, OK? So Man United fans have, have lorded over the rest of the footballing universe for the last 25 years, and deservedly so. And welcome to a little bit of reality about what it feels like to be a, a football fan of someone who's inferior. And now you're doing... You you arrogant Man United fans you used to batter Chelsea, used to batter everyone else to sack the manager. You're coming on national radio. He's been there. It's not his fault. 
Look at the real problem at Manchester United. No, it's what not, Tom. It's, Tom, you it's tell not. Me what is Tom, as a manager? Tom, you are being no, totally... Tell me, tell me his achievement. Tom, you tell are being... Tell me his achievement mis- as a manager. Tom, Tom, you are being totally mis... As a football yes. club, you, you are you are you being run me. by clowns. You've got Woody at me. the wheel. Woody and Ollie. But you it's, tell me. It's you not his fault. You tell me as a manager. It's not his what fault. The players played because when Mourinho went... They wanted to prove a point. They played. They played for nine, ten games. It's the same players, minus Lukaku. We got rid of him. That was our decision. But it's the same players. They got in the job. Now they've got in the job. They don't want to play for him. Now, of course, the England squad was announced yesterday. Although I am recording this today, the England squad was in there. But that would mean nothing to you because you're hearing it. And you'll be going, oh, it wasn't today, it was yesterday. So I'm just, this is for your benefit. And Phil Foden was nowhere to be seen. Not just in the squad, but of course in Manchester City's starting lineup. Phil, you've got to leave to further your career. Well, that's your view, not everyone's. Anyway, they spoke about it on Drive. Clearly difficult to assess exactly where Phil sits compared to others, given the opportunities at his club, which I totally understand because of the uh, quality of players he's up against. He's still progressing well. He's learning from one of the best coaches in the world and um, his time will come. Everybody's been banging on about Phil Foden's got to go out on loan. Well, Trent Alexander-Arnold didn't go out on loan. You know, there is a different pathway. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. There's no right or wrong. And actually, in the press conference um, after that interview, Gareth Southgate was asked about Callum Hudson-Odoi not being in the team, uh, in the squad, Phil Foden not being in the squad. Said with Hudson-Odoi... Well, he said with both of them, they're very close. He said with hudson Odoi, he's just come back from a long injury. We'll be in the under-21s, we believe. Uh, with Foden, he said it's difficult to assess, given the opportunities at his club. Player for the future, learning from one of the best coaches in the world. All very positive things. He says every player has a different journey. Um, talked about Trent Alexander-Arnold. Talks about uh, Tammy Abraham as well. Different journeys to get to Premier League uh, game time. Um, he says there's no perfect path. Different for them all. And he's still developing physically, uh, Phil Foden, and he's working with great players uh, every day. Can't put young players in just to put them in, is what Gareth Southgate said. Staying with the England theme, the England manager, well, very, very pleased. No, not you, Roy, you've had your chance. Gareth Southgate was talking with our very own Nigel Adley. Very, very pleased. Roy, stop it! On to the other side of the job, then. How hard is it to, to speak to established internationals and say not this time very hard um, I, I don't relish that part of the job at all but I recognise it's really important that players who've been really good players with us and we believe can be really good players with us in the future um, it's important to explain the rationale for your decision and, and your thinking and um, in several of those cases at the moment the likes of Delhi and Alex Oxlade in particular they aren't regularly their season hasn't quite got going yet with their club so their opportunity to put a case forward ahead of some of the guys we've picked is more difficult um, and we know that somebody like Jesse has played really well for us over a long period of time so you'd like to support all of them and keep them in until some of that form comes back or they or they get their matches but we would also then be leaving out players who also deserve to be in the squad and uh, are playing well now and um, we can only take ultimately we can only put 23 in on a match day and uh, we've named 25 uh, 
with you know we can't just keep everybody happy unfortunately I saw you at Goodison last week uh, for the Everton Manchester City game of, of course Carl Walker played in that is he somebody who remains part of your plans obviously he's mm. been a, a fantastic player for you but mm. now he's missing out two camps in a row eyebrows will be raised well we wanted to have a look at some of the other guys last time and we thought that both Trippier uh, and Trent did really well in in both our matches but also continuing to play well for their clubs it is a position where we're blessed really to have four and maybe more with a couple of young ones coming through who are um, who are very exciting um, the two we've picked are slightly more offensive than, than a couple of the others and um, we didn't feel it was right to change that this time. We've got two away games now, back-to-back, -back, which is a, a relative rarity these days. Are they good camps to, to look at young players because you're, you're seeing them in different environments, mm. very, in very close quarters? Yeah, and the challenge of the games is different. You know, The environment of playing at Wembley is a huge advantage for us. Uh, Southampton was a brilliant experience for everybody, the atmosphere there. But we've got to go into a... You know, going away is always a little bit more hostile and more pressured and it would be good to see how people respond in that environment I'm Alan Brazil and this is TalkSport Daily This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. On now to H and J, where there was no H because Paul Hawksby was off. So Max, oh, not him, really. Okay. Andy Jacobs was with some chancer. And then we're talking about Eon, Eon, huh? Who spells it like that? Okay. Owen Morgan was talking about Joe Root and how much of a great captain he's. But it says E O I N. Joe is our leader. He's he's one of our best batsmen. Well, he's our best batsman, and it's been an extremely tough summer. Um, that again, as a fan, I loved watching the Ashes. It was so competitive. There was nothing between the teams, and it was a huge. 
spectacle for cricket. And on the back of the hype of the World Cup, I think everybody follows it. And when you have heroic battles between Archer and Smith, and I suppose Smith and anybody really, because we couldn't get him out, but uh, the fantastic nature in which it was played, and then the Headingley 100, where Ben Stokes just became a, a legend that will be remembered forever, um, I think sits in people's memories for a long time. Can you give an idea of, you know, in your experience of being a player and being a captain and a player, regardless of white ball, red ball, just how different it is and how much more difficult it is to be captaining as well? Yeah, I think it's chalk and cheese, to be honest. Um, see, there's different challenges constantly throughout the five days of the test match and it, it throws up probably every aspect that you need to be strong in to, to be a captain so uh, your leadership between the players your motivational talks uh, tactically and then on top of that you've, you've got to perform um, I think in, in white ball cricket everything's shorter sharper there's a result on the day tactically obviously you, you can be exposed a bit more you have to be uh, probably a clearer thinker so I think two are completely different on to the mid-morning show with Natalie Sawyer, Glenn Johnson and Jeff Brazier made an appearance, meaning, of course, there was probably a £100 giveaway where you could win a free mini as well. And this is a great opportunity for us to talk to you about Sido Berahino. I don't want us to always talk about Sido Berahino <laughs> when you come in, but he's responded to what you had to say, which mm. was, what, over a month ago now. You obviously were very opinionated, very honest, um, and you, you received a lot of credit for, for what you said because it was quite refreshing to hear mm. such a, an honest take on, on a player. But Berahino has sort of bitten back, if you like. I'll just read you some of the stuff that he had to say on your interview with us. He said, Glenn's got his own opinion. Um, I actually want you to write this. I respect Glenn Johnson's career that he's already produced. That is his, his opinion. If that's how he felt about me, it's funny that he's coming out now on the radio when the disappointing thing for me is I had so much respect for him. He says, I sat next to him in the changing room. There was never one time he called me aside and said about my behaviour or anything he could have said something when i was going through a tough period at stoke but he says if that's how he feels then i can only respect his opinion and i wish him all the best for what he is doing in his career now mm. so you know he's referred to the fact you know you sat next to him in the change room you never mm -hmm. said anything to him is that right did you not call um, him out on anything well i didn't have a one-on-one -on -one formal meeting with him but in terms of comments and phrases to him then yeah mm. you, uh, of course i did say something yeah um but ultimately, to sit him down... Well, first of all, it's not my problem. I'm not the manager. Yeah. So I will say something to him as a, as a lad and one of the boys. It, it's not going to be like a formal thing, like, look, come and sit with me and have blah, blah, blah. That's not my job. If he does something wrong, I'll, I'll have a comment. It might not be the way he wants to understand it or whatever, but it's, it's plain and simple. I would have definitely said stuff to him, but it isn't my problem ultimately. And And to say that... I'm doing it behind the radio is obviously madness because, as you know, that morning, we didn't even know we were going to have that chat. No, no. So that is true. I got asked the question and I just responded and gave an honest answer. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't wake up that morning even expecting to have that chat. No, no, Did that's you, true enough. Just going back to the dressing room day, in, in terms of saying it's not your problem, in, in, mm. in some respects, he's a teammate and mm -hmm. if he's not doing it on the pitch, I guess, you know, he might be not converting those chances that would obviously reflect better on you and every other player that was in the squad. So... Mm. Um, whilst it might not have been you that had the word 
did anybody else, did anybody else take it upon themselves to be that voice that isn't the managers that tried to help him to, to have a better attitude? Um, yeah, and, and in training, that's when it happened most. So to be honest, when we were training, be probably, I was one of the guys that were being very positive to him. So when he was making mistakes... And, Is that what he needed, though? Yeah, I, well, he seemed that sort of guy, yeah. Obviously, you know if you need to sort of scream and shout at someone or if you need an arm around them or whatever. He needed love. But, yeah, but but not only that, it's, it's just you try and be positive in every way when you're training. So when he was missing chances or miscontrolling the ball, you're trying to G him up and keep him going. Mm. Because in them moments, if you jump on him at that point, it's not going to help anyone. So from the lads, he had all the support during training. It's just afterwards when, and the stuff that I mentioned before is where he'd let himself down. Of course, rugby is all the news at the moment because the World Cup is well and truly underway. And Lawrence Delalio was on H&J talking about the World Cup, which is well and truly, yeah, on the way. Yeah, you get the idea. Well, I think we find out about England and this World Cup. You know, we, there was a magnificent couple of games over the last weekend, wasn't there? Japan beating Ireland um, and Wales performing heroically, particularly in the well, both halves against Australia. And England have sort of just done what they've had to do in this tournament so far. They've, they've beaten uh, Tonga, they've beaten the USA, but the, the competition starts to really ramp up. And uh, I saw the Argentinian captain said, we're going to bring war on England. Um, <laughs> so he's trying to obviously stir, <laughs> stir things up, saying that we play boring rugby. So, uh, well, we'll find out. But do we play, yeah. boring, do we play no, boring rugby? No, well, so far, we play winning rugby, yeah. don't we? And uh, I think that's the, uh, that's the key. And I think what, what we know is that the... Uh, the World Cup now for England starts to, to, to pick up intensity and, and levels and England will have to produce, you know, not quite their best, but something close to it to, uh, to see off Argentina. Then they go to, then they play France. And then, so I think we'll know a lot more about, you know, England's chances uh, after this game this Saturday. We were talking about, you know, the England football squad has just been announced and how difficult it is to play a certain type of football against sort of minnows when you're qualifying and mm. then to play someone yeah, good. Is, is it the same, you know, for these players now, they've had a few easy games. How difficult is it to turn up and it'd be much more difficult? I think it's a mindset. What, what you have to realise when you're a top-tier team and you're England is everyone saves their best game for you. So regardless of what you say about Tonga, they played their best against England and the USA put their best against England. And when you see what's happened to, say, Ireland against Japan and mm. even Ireland today against um, uh, Russia, uh, France yesterday playing the USA, it kind of puts England's early performances into perspective they've done quite well they've, they've got maximum points 10 and 10 out of 10 no injuries but now we start to see I would like to see England step up another level and I'm sure they will one thing you will find when you go there is a rugby boom in Japan apparently mm. they've gone absolutely mad for the sport very interesting piece from Owen Slot saying but can they capitalize on it because we we had the same thing after the Olympics here you know people everybody thought people would take up dressage and yeah. things like that but they didn't well speak you for yourself <laughs> well, you I know. arrived on horseback <laughs> <laughs> you know, you he know. was sashaying back and forth in the studio <laughs> weren't you? you know what I went to see the show jumping uh, in uh, well, Greenwich Village it was um, uh, unbelievable unbelievable yeah. gold medal but I think the, the key is yes it is going bananas in, in, in Japan I mean you know that they've they've hosted this World Cup in the most spectacular way as we knew that they would almost in a sort of polite way you know we, you want them to push more of the Japanese culture forward because they've been brilliant mm. and their team have really come to the party I mean they could conceivably make the quarterfinals and I think the key to what the, the answering your question is well how easy is it to signpost people post-World Cup to go and join a rugby club in Japan? Mm. I, I can't answer that question, but you'd like to think that they'll, they'll capitalise on that. 
And now for the moment you've all been waiting for. No, not a return of Jeff Brazier, but the best bits of the Sports Bar with me, Andy Goldstein, and old Moonface. It's time for Statman. Now, Alex is uh, on the phone tonight, so Alex, you're the Statman. Statman, Alex. Ace and Alkmaar are only the second team to keep Manchester United from a shot on target oh, in this entire decade. <laughs> the only other team being Barcelona um, Up there with last the season. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Please press five again. No, don't press five again. Five. Don't read it. Don't laugh <laughs> at him in there. Number five. The duty no, number one. Five. It's my show. It's number, number two, one. isn't it? Number one. Is it number two? Number two. Ooh. Go on, number two. Um, Gabriel Martinelli's five. young. <laughs> Stop. I'm gonna honestly. You Manchester United fell to have a shot on target oh, in the game for the first time in their history. I know this one. Do number two. Press two. No, not the. Honestly, you're winding me up tonight. Number two. Gabriel Martinelli is the youngest player ever to score two plus goals in the European game. I'll come in us. Yeah, I'll be in you in a minute. Number one. Press number one. One. We need to edit this bit, by the way. Then. Let the, the whole just, blast go just off. Please let me hit five. No, again. don't press five again. Don't five. Press... <laughs> Manchester United belt. Don't read five. five just read one. Read one. <laughs> oh, honestly, I've had enough. Right, just read it. Um, Manchester United have failed to win any of their last ten away matches. Why is it United again? Since, <laughs> since Manchester United last won away from home, Villa have won seven away games. Southampton and Wolves five. Where's Bournemouth, Billy Palace and Where's Sheffield and West Ham four. And even back? Newcastle have won Get three out. away games. <laughs> yeah, that was tonight's stat man. Horrific. Five. That's nearly it for another podcast. I told you at the top how good it was, and I think it's fair to say I did not lie to you. Anyway, before I let you go, let me remind you of some massive games coming up on game day on TalkSport. Game day. See, they could get me to do that. would be far cheaper. In fact, just any money would be... Anyway, a half past 12 tomorrow, Saturday, Brighton against Spurs. Game day. Yeah, okay, you can stop doing that. Also, at the same time, don't know how this is going to work, Fulham against Charlton on TalkSport 2. Stay with TalkSport 2. Game day. Yeah, okay, you've made your point. Burnley against Everton. And at half past five, game day. Yeah. West Ham against Crystal Palace. And uh, Laura Woods, Clive Tilsley and Trevor Sinclair talk you through that one. That's it for game day. Yes, okay, I've got it. <clears throat> the podcast will, of course, return next week. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Oh, and don't forget to listen live to the Trans Europe Express. Andy Goldstein's one on Sunday night from 9pm. In the meantime, have a lovely weekend. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. Sorry, I'm just recording the podcast. Jeff, he left hours ago. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.